All right. Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of the Modest Artist Podcast. My name is Alan. And I'm Diego. And today we're talking to Male, hey. uh, an R&B, soul tree, hip-hop artist from San Jose East, San Jose, California. How are you doing today? I, I'm doing really good, actually. I'm good. I'm surpri- I'm tired, but I'm I'm still good. I feel high, like off, <laughs> off the night of last night, and yeah. just all the the good energy of you guys and stuff the whole day. The city, it's been good. Yeah. All right, let's let's start things off. Um, before we get into dr- introductions, uh, I just want to say, me and Diego, we saw you at So Far, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that in a bit more depth. But that's where we first saw you, and first impressions. Me and Diego were just wow, blown away, blown away. Thank, thank you. So, yeah. So let's let's get into into, into some introductions. Diego. Okay. So you grew <laughs> up in East San Jose, California. Mm-hmm. What was it like growing up there? Um. Well, I think um my song "Dysfunctional" is the, the epitome of what it was to grow up out there like that. It's very dysfunctional. I I had a dysfunctional family, and a lot of, a lot of people I grew up with had dysfunctional families. So we just a bunch of little dysfunctional ass kids. <laughs> just <laughs> in the hood in the east side like i grew up and um i grew up in like a project that's t- like from the city standards it's a project so um you know i didn't see it as a project when you think about projects for people to pick what a project is i wouldn't see it like that but it it was maybe you know but my family had been living there for a long time so i, t- I guess by the time it hit my generation i was already used to it or you know might have calmed down or you know, things weren't as rowdy, but it's still very rowdy. Like even during, I I shot um, my dysfunctional track in mm. my in my my um in my neighborhood in my neighborhood. So, um yeah, we had guns pulled out on us while we were shooting that video. Like in the middle of shooting that video, just because my videographer had his uh, recycling hat on, and it was a certain color that some youngsters didn't. You know, they're trying oh. to hold the block down, and it was just not the right color. And it's just mm. like, yo, dude, this is a work hat. And then, you know, it's just a lot of it's kids and a lot of it's kids get put up to it by like just older folks who still keep it running. And, you know, it's just it's just a cycle. But, you know, yeah, it's it's a lot. I grew I grew up in a lot. I grew up. I got to grow up really fast. I could say that. Definitely. And uh, between the the, <coughs> the uh, maybe the kids in your neighborhood, did you create sort of like your own uh, your own clique? Like just y- the neighborhood kids or not um, really? I think it w- just kind of goes off like you just, just you're growing up with everybody. If people don't get along. It's like it's not an option. You got to hang out with them because y'all stay together. <laughs> <laughs> so like I think it was just a lot of it was like off of like just us living in the neighborhood. And then I, I f- if anything, I felt like sometimes like I didn't get along with people. So I just like be by myself or or I'd go to like another part of town because like my mom and my parents, um, they didn't live in, I didn't live in like the same household as both my parents. That's not mm-hmm. something that I did. And so I was like moving around my mom a lot or, you know, you know, moving around my dad. But the person who stood in, you know, the neighborhood the longest was my grandma. She's like the neighborhood, you know, like, I don't know, Bruja or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's old. She just sells vitamins out the out, out, of her, <laughs> out of her apartment still. Like she's. Yeah. She got so it running. Yeah, she's like nine years old. She still takes the bus to Walmart and shit. <laughs> yeah, Respect. man. Wow. Everybody, everybody knows my grandma still. Like, people still out, hop out Socorro. You know, hey, you need something? Like, even the little kids. Socorro. Like, yeah, that's it. That's my grandma. So. My grandma's name is Socorro, too. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, hey, are, are we related? 
I'm just kidding. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be dope if we were. That'd be dope. Abuela Socorro, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> yeah, nah. She she's like yeah. She's she's like a, a mom. She grew up like my mom. I see her as like a mother mm-hmm. figure to me. I know my mom was my mom too, and like you know I also saw like my older sister. It's like a older mother figure as well because there's a big gap between us. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like uh, ten years, something like that. Twelve. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, so. yeah, that's a big gap. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the second, she's like the second youngest. Like, my brothers are like way older than that, too. I was gotcha. Just, I was like a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. What yeah. was it, being the youngest sibling? Um, well, by the time I was around, everybody started like getting, everybody already had kids or mm-hmm. like they're ha- starting to have families and leaving the house. So I, I really actually grew up like an only kid. I was, I was alone a lot. Mm hmm. Cause my family, they they got about like got out the hood. As soon as they can get out, they're just like, nah, I'm not going back. <laughs> and some of them couldn't come back; they just weren't allowed. <laughs> 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 so, would you say um, in your music, you're like pulling stuff from your childhood into oh, that? Oh, I pull st- I pull things from like, you know, everything that every experience, any experience that I feel like that touched me like deeply, and I just gotta let it out. Yeah, I, I'll put it in my music because I don't know what else to do with that energy. Yeah, you know, sometimes you can't talk about it with people. They're not gonna understand unless they live it firsthand. But you know, the pen reflects you, or you know, you reflect yourself through your art. So, you know, I'm always gonna get you know, I guess, best advice from looking at what I'm going through, and I'll be like, dang, that's what I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) Was uh, was music your 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 only interest or hobby growing up? Yeah, um, I like skateboarding. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, I skated a lot. I still skate. I still got to skate. I feel like I could tell that from the Vans jacket that you have on. Yeah, man. I worked for Vans actually for like. Oh, you do? Yeah, I, I, I did. I was oh, working. Okay. I was working for Vans. Like I, I worked in it in New Orleans, and then I worked it in the Bay when I moved. So mm-hmm. Vans kept me up. I'm not gonna lie. It was like one of the coolest <laughs> jobs I had. Yeah. Kept, it kept me like seasons for my video shoots and my shows. Oh. So I was okay. just like, man, this is a dope job. I'm not gonna really <laughs> pay money to look good. It's like, yeah. I was trying to get sponsored, but it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Vans, if you want to sponsor us, hey, sponsor. I mean, they'll throw in yeah. uh, certain cities, they'll throw shows. I know that. Like, Vans Put will. <laughs> 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 Should let them know. <laughs> like, hey, Vans. Uh, w- what's, uh, what is it? Warp Tour? Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put yeah. me on that. I think they stopped yeah. doing that here, though. I think uh, they stopped they doing did. that in general. Oh, in general? I, th- I think they had, they had the last one last year or something like that. Didn't it get crazy? I don't know. I know. I heard. I've always heard stories. Yeah. People yeah. getting lit. People yeah. getting punched. <laughs> always. The mosh pits, <laughs> man. Because the mosh pits. Yeah, man. That's so funny. You'd always see the the next day. You see. You know the kids that would go because they'd come all bruised. They're all scratched <laughs> up, and you're like, Yeah, you were there. Yeah. They're like so proud of it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But um, music's a big a big hobby. I have I play instruments. So I'm not just like a, in music, like rapper. Like nah, I'm into like many aspects of music. So, um, like playing music as a hobby, yeah, I got a lot of stuff outside of that. Um, but it all is related to music. I should say everything I do, kind of can relate back to music in some way or form. How did it start? How old were you? Started playing piano when I was four. Um, I picked up guitar when I was like seven, eight. Like I said, it was um in my house by that by that age i probably got good at it at like 10 i got really 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 good at it by, by 10 years old by like 11 12 like bass drum started kicking in and i was like 
very fluent because I it was all by ear. I didn't get lessons. It was just like I picked it up. I knew how to do it, and I always had confidence that I could do it. I used to, I used to be like, I want to play drums. I know I can play the drums. Sat down, played the drums, played the drums, and it was like nobody taught me. I just, I like, I don't know. I had it in my head already. Like I had already figured it out. And um, was there anyone else who played instruments in your family? Not around me. I didn't grow up in a household with people playing instruments. I was the only one. So how did you get introduced? Was it your own curiosity? Um, yeah. Well, my mom she put stuff in my hands, and I have family that is in my blood, but I didn't grow up them, with them in my household. Um, the guitar was put in my house because of my grandpa gave a guitar to my dad. Be like, hey, put this in the house. When she turns a certain age, she's gonna pick it up. Cause like when I was, I think I was like around like six, seven. You know, we went to go visit my grandpa in um in like you know in the valley and he uh he played guitar he's a badass guitar player he's from Veracruz he used to play crazy ass shit and um he uh he had me sit on his lap and I played the guitar while he was holding the the chords and I was playing it and he had noticed and it was like one of the only memories I have of him I didn't really grow up with my grandpa like that it was like one of the very few memories I have of him and um, he was just like, he could see it in me that I was going to play. Because he's like, he saw me already seemingly. The interest or maybe the. The natural talent. That's what oh. he said. He Ooh, already okay. saw natural talent in me. He's, he told my dad, he's like, she has it in her. Just leave it around the house. She'll just pick it up. And he was right. I picked it up. And I was, man, I went to town with that. I went to town. What I was the first town. song you ever learned to play? Man, it was like Metallica song. Like the one I remember learning how to play. Um, was Metallica, I think it was like Sabatru or something like that. So I started, I just went straight into metal. I just went straight into it. And I got, it got really crazy because I started getting into it. I started playing like Atreyu and really getting into like, um, I liked a lot of black metal. The faster the better. I just wanted to sound really hardcore and then like just crazy fast. I just wanted to just be like a genius. I wanted to be a prodigy. That's what I shot for. I just wanted to be the best. So I just, I was just, I'd be in my house all damn day. I mean, I have friends anyway, so I just play. <laughs> and they made me, like, get friends. It, it helped me have some sort of social, like, um, like people interested in what I'm doing because they're just like, oh, you're cool. Yeah, yeah. especially if you play if anything, you there's always a community. So if you play instruments, you can always be like, hey, can I, are you done to jam? Play? Yeah, yeah, or teach somebody. Some people, yeah. I, I grew up with people who didn't know how to play. And so, like, they would have a brother that knew how to play. So they're just like, oh, cool, I'm a king of Jesus. And my brother plays. I don't play, but, or, like, you know, stuff like that. It, just, it was just, like, an interest of, like, comfort. That, like, they know that you, I don't know, man. I don't know what it was when I think about it. It probably was, like, you know, like, some people I felt like it was just, like, cool. Like, it was, they just thought it was cool. Like, they didn't really get into it. They didn't really think about it like that. They just thought it was different. And, like, people like different sometimes. When it's like that, sometimes. Yeah. Not everybody time. respected me for being a musician. They thought shit was weird sometimes, but <laughs> I didn't care about them. <laughs> That's cool. So any every instrument, would you say you always strive to, to be the best? Um, or was it mainly just, was it the guitar, the one that you kind of... Guitar was mainly it. Drums, too. Um, I, but it, it was more not even just to be the best... Like to be better than like guitar players or be better than other people. Like I wanted to hit my potential. Like I wanted to see how fast I could do it. I wanted to like constantly beat my own because I would see where I couldn't do it. And I just wanted to do it. And I know I couldn't. I I have a I had a feeling I couldn't be like 
the best, 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 because when I started realizing how much work ethic goes into it, and then too, you have, you need, in a sense, you kind of need money to keep investing into like strings and stuff like that, so there'd be times I had like broken strings and I couldn't continue practicing, so I would like, I'd set things down, you know, because I'd be like, man, I'm like, I'm like three strings out, like I can't do nothing. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do with that? Yeah, and so it's like, I, I could learn, I could learn, but I would get like frustrated, so I would like understand that like, some people, when they're going to be really, really good, it's like you got to keep up with the maintenance of your instrument and as well keep it up with your rehearsal time and then have, like, some mentors. You need lessons. I didn't have that. I didn't have that kind of – I couldn't invest in that. My parents would try to, but I was – first, I was kind of a hard student because somebody would teach me something and their teaching method would be kind of, like, too slow for me because I picked up too fast. And so they had to keep finding things to teach me. And then, like, after a while, I was like, I, there's no point in doing this because – I, I think I'm just gonna sit by myself, and then I, I used to have like like really strong conversations with like old men who are like really dope guitar players, and they're just like, "Man, you're like a prodigy, man." They're just like, "I can't." How do you know all this? Huh? Yeah, like, like how do you know? Yeah. How do you pick this up? Like I didn't even play it yet. You're just listening to it. And that's how it was. I just listened. Nobody. I didn't see nobody play. I just listened. So I was like, "It's really good." That's how I did with drums too. I just hear things. Drums is a little harder though. It's a little harder. Even till this day, it's a little harder for me to hear accents and then like oh yeah yeah, yeah. And understanding um syncopations like the yeah. shuffles like that's that's why i got really into it it's just puzzles i like puzzles i like figuring things out it's just i get that's into it oh yeah that's so interesting the way just the way you approach it like uh yeah. just it's a uh, it's very cool to see that, that you're like you know you're like if i can learning new things constantly constantly and then eventually that all feeds into your music always. of course yeah always just sponge gotta be a sponge gotta soak it all up just that um so out of my own curiosity so you started playing heavy metal 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 uh, but your music now drives away very hard heavily hip-hop soul. Yeah. oh yeah I, so that's my roots that's why because um, i grew up i was the only one in my, like in my household who listened to that stuff my mom is from detroit she's like born in like the 50s so she's an older woman she listened to that like nothing but like r&b Motown. I grew up with like Music Soul Child. Like um, I grew up with like Lauryn Hill CDs from my sister. You know, like you know, culturally it's it's all that. It's all that type of style of music. And my dad was like hip hop and like you know salsa because my grandpa was from Veracruz, so they like all that was kind of that that kind of music, dancing music. My mom was a dancer too. She was like a really dope dancer. She's like compete when she was young with like my my grandpa and stuff. So, like, anything that had really good dancing music, like, something you could really move to. So, like, it was all different. That's how I, I grew up around. Like, that's what I grew up around. I mean, it seems like you were brought up by a very artistic family then. Very artistic. Oh, yeah, it's in my blood. It's and totally it was encouraged? Blood. Yeah, no, my mom, my mom was the reason why I got into playing piano because she had noticed me always going to, like, when we go to Ross, I always play with the fake pianos. Oh, yeah. And, like, I was a very... Um, I was a hard to deal with child. My mom used to always tell me like having me was like having ten kids, and I only ha she only had me. She didn't have no brother. I didn't have my brothers and sisters around, so it was really difficult for her to raise me. And um, the piano was the only thing that would get me to sit down. So she just put it in my hands and just like here, take that, shut the fuck up, get out of my hair, stay busy, stay busy. So like it was definitely encouraged because in my family they seen that art and stuff like that is like you know a way to. Just stay busy and get the hell out of everybody's way. <laughs> then I'm guessing it must have been pretty hard to get bored. 
Oh, uh, no. I, I felt bored a lot. I felt bored oh, a yeah? lot. Yeah, because I'm not only a kid. And then on top of that, like, you know, I was, like, hyperactive as hell. I was so hyperactive. So even though you had uh, the constant interest to play all these instruments, you still found yourself getting oh, bored yeah. at times. Yeah, man, I got bored. That's why I had to, like, music was a lot. But if I didn't have music, I'd probably get into a lot more trouble. I got into trouble, but I didn't get into that much trouble as much as, like, other people around me that were getting into. But, um, yeah, no, definitely... Uh, that's cool and then uh for example um in your the way you bring in all the instruments and uh, and for example your your voice you have a really you have a great voice thank you i really it really stands out as soon as you started singing i was like whoa okay because it's usually like instruments or the voice that'll catch your attention first for me it was the vocals but it was a how did you did you learn to sing on your own yeah yeah yeah, I made actually the first song that I ever sang. I was like 13. So vocals was like the last thing I picked up. Songwriting, I've been writing songs and like rapping since I was like nine, ten. Like that's how long I've been writing like poetry and rapping. Really, I even rapping like I started battle rapping, you know, because my nephew was a rapper and he started like he used to rap at me. So like using my voice. And Wait, then, how do you go about battle rapping? Oh, like back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I got into it young because, like I said, I had a nephew. He was, like, into gangster rap, and he, like, he started off battle rapping or something like that, just talking shit in his raps. And so I was always the butt of his jokes. Shout out to your boy Capone, little shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was always the butt of his fucking raps, and I just, like, I just get all my fins hair and cry and shit, and, like, after a while, I was like, man, fuck this shit. His cousin from uh, from Michigan came to visit, and he helped me uh, like have the confidence to write and talk shit back to him because I was always afraid he's gonna beat me up and shit. <laughs> so I was just like, finally, I wrote a rap, and it was like talking shit about him smelling like pee and shit. And, and how then, old were you? I was like nine. <laughs> I was little. I was hell little. I was young. <laughs> I was so young, and that's when it started with me. So then, like, over over time, we we developed a relationship because we had a hard relationship. So we developed a good relationship. It was because of music. It was have a rapping, him rapping and stuff. And what was his first impression when you when you started rapping back at him? Was he, he thought surprised? It was, he, yeah, he thought it was funny. Yeah, uh, he thought it was funny. He's like, all right, you got started. <laughs> I'm gonna go harder because you think you're hard now. <laughs> so it was funny. Nah, it was like it, it gave me a good jump and a lot of confidence. A lot, a lot of confidence. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> I just think it's so funny because how how much older how old, much older is he from you? Four years. He's four years. Four older years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm, the, I'm the young. Like I said, I, I grew up in a family where my brothers and sisters are older. They already had kids, so I got a lot. Of, I got like nephews that are older than me right now. I was gonna say that you probably yeah. grew up more with your, with yeah, your my nephews ne- than your yeah, siblings. Yeah, I got nephews and nieces that are closer to age than me than my brothers and sisters. I see my brothers and sisters almost like mother and father figures. My mom was old enough to be my grandma, and so like that's how I like my you know this very dysfunctional. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It is what it is. I love Small it. plug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Check it out on YouTube. And we'll get to that later. <laughs> so then, uh, for example, um, like uh, in your in your songs, I noticed that you you have uh, some of it is very. What would you call it? It's very smooth, very eerie, very sultry. Sultry. Okay. Sultry. And then there's parts in between, and that's when you rap. That's so a it's hip like hop. Yeah, it's like a lot of like it's calm, and then but your raps. Uh, the way I picked it up is most of them are telling they're telling a story. Definitely. So it's uh, it's very cool because you're like it's it's like a it's very 
I don't know how, how to properly explain it, but it's it's very smooth at one point, and then at one point it like it like sh- it like switches up on you. Yeah, and it, yeah. So it's very it ca- kind of ca- catches you off guard a little bit. Yeah, I um I don't know what you call that. I guess like it, it it's a little bit more direct or hard. I want to say hard. It's just a little bit. Um, I don't know. I got a different kind of flow. I know I hit my rap, my my beats, my cadence kind of. I switch it up. You know. I have a lot of influences from different rappers, and I like. I think I'm bringing them all together. And I who are they? Um, I grew up listening to a lot of Bay Area rappers, and then um, the East Coast rappers I listen to are just like Lauryn Hill, and maybe like you know the Fugees, oh, but okay. like uh, you know that group. But like I listen to a lot. I grew up listening to a lot of Bay Area rappers like Too Short, Mac Dre, E40, um, Equipto, uh, and these are like Bay Area locals, Andre Nicotina. Like these are things that I like, and then too, like San Jose locals. I I grew up listening to. Um, he was like a reformed uh, gang member, and he went like in the church. And then I listened to him when he went into the church, and he he had this like hard ass. Album. I forgot his name. Um, I think it's like uh, Brother Egg or something like that. He was like it was cool. He he rapped about like reform, so that's kind of where I got my style too about rapping about, you know, healing the the th- like yourself from coming from like a fucked up place because that's what he did he, you know he was you know, gang banging in the hood and then he like reformed himself and he started talking about the way of the church which is cool I don't, I don't know. does religion play a big part in your life um i want religion does because i feel like it plays a part in all of our lives whether we like to embrace it or not like you know especially we, coming from a uh hispanic background yeah yeah hispanic yeah, i mean just <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. Oh, okay. Yes, what you call it? Um, yeah, no, my, mm, you know, my dad, he's he's from LA, you know, or Mexico. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so my his family's from like Mexico and everything, but my mom's family, she's from like United States. So then, like, you know, they've been from here for like a long time. So it's a little different cultures from my mom and my dad. But it's you know, it, it's Mexican by default in like which way the like parts of my family members in in like my past had to kind of assimilate to to kind of like be where they are now, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, so but my family's very mixed. I can definitely say that. My family's mixed. So you just take away from from both sides. Yeah, whatever. take away all of it spirituality or religious in some way or form. I wouldn't say it's like it's all under like the the Christian umbrella, you know, but everybody has their own different breaks from it you know yeah what they take away what yeah they some people are indifferent there's little you know they have like episcopal they have seven day Adventists. they got baptist you got catholic you know there's roman catholics and then there's like the ones that are over here so it's like i have a big family and they're all different you know because they're all my, my family's very mixed so some people take from different sides whatever they want so i guess this is i grew up with a lot of different stuff but it's all religious you know, nonetheless, religion and the system of religion. So, you know, it, it definitely affects me in the way I, like, think, whether I like to or not, but I like to consider myself more spiritual. Sometimes my spirituality can align with religion because it's indoctrinated in me and all of us, well, you know. A lot of it is just uh, basically morality. I think yeah, it kind of comes down to that's that. That's all it really comes down to. Like, I think, yeah, a lot of religions have find their own way to, of explaining it, of yeah. teaching it. Yeah, and exactly. at the end of the day, it kind of boils down to, I mean, being the best person you can. Yeah, best you you could be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nah, I, I I could say I get a lot of influence from that. Yeah, totally. 
So music plays like a really big part, but if mm-hmm. what if if it wasn't music, is there anything else that ever caught your attention of doing as a something as a career? Like if I didn't if I never did music or like if I stopped doing music right now and I went into a different path. Yeah. If I stopped doing music right now, oh yeah, there'd probably be like mm, does it can't be anything related to music? It or, can. Okay. It can be like uh maybe the uh, becoming a producer, uh, maybe being a session well, That's what I do. I do do that stuff, yeah. I do a lot of that stuff on the side. That's, that's the only way that I'm able to be an artist sometimes. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, my, my I like, I do event production. Um, I help uh, build, like, collectives and, like, um, like, groups of people who do either events or some sort of community group. Um, so I build communities. Um, on top of that, um, I manage artists, I manage accounts, I do a lot of, like, like, social media, um, like, I do a lot of stuff on social media, but it's, like, a puzzle to me, a lot of these things are, like, you know, like, algorithms, and, like, you know, you gotta plan out how you do stuff, so I do that, I'll probably be in business consultant as well, um, I'm not as good of a business consultant as I know that I could be, so, um, shoot, I'll probably get, I'll probably go go to like go get into my training and go to school like really get into that a lot of the stuff I learned I didn't go to school for I learned just like first-hand experience and like having mentors people teaching me so yeah no totally be some sort of instructor just to give people my information and they can run with it and do what they will especially if they need a piece of information just to make help them blow up or do some, something further you know if they didn't have it before you know but um yeah so um, you're you're always happy to help other people. Always, that's all I love. I always show love. Like I just want to see people. I want to see everybody do good. I know that's kind of like um, you know, people think that's like shooting too high, trying to make sure everybody's good. But that's, I feel like my purpose here is to make sure we all doing good, you know. And I got to make sure I'm good too. So I I know with me focusing on myself a lot of the times is a way for me to teach others too because people learn from watching you do so. Yeah, no. So you lead by example. Lead by example, exactly, yeah. Lead by example. And if it weren't music-related, would it be like uh, maybe, it could even be like marketing or accounting? I'd probably get into like holistic healing and like spiritual healing. I'd probably get into that realm. Um, But that's not something that you like make money with. I think it's more like a path that you take. And then like because you are living a blessed life, you will be blessed along the way. And it's not going to look like the conventional way that us in society will like take but it'll look as a way for you to be happy with because you find peace with it. That's how I feel. Like, you know, I don't really need this materialistic world to have my happiness. You know, there's certain things that I need as, like, a human being to, like, be good and, be, you know, be straight. But if I have those essentials, it doesn't, and it doesn't matter how I get them as long as it's in a good way, you know, that's all that matters. And lots, a lot of people who go down, like, the spiritual or, like, a healing path, they, they tend to get are like blessed along the way of their lives and so like that's how their lives get set up I've, you know from what i've seen people you know sometimes there's money involved too you know you can sell products like my grandma sells vitamins i might get into selling vitamins some sort of sales like you know like something where there's an exchange you know of anything you know but there's barter or money well so you still need to get by exactly you still need to get by but i'm not gonna be greedy but yeah, exactly but you won't be like um uh, you know yeah because there's a lot of people that are like if if they th- if they think you can beat them to it, they'll try to put you put you down. Maybe yeah, I'm you not know about it's that. a lot of that. 
How about that? I'm yeah. all about showing love. That's it. Show love. This world needs a lot more love in this in this world, and that's the only way we're gonna be able to get through the next like evolution is love. You know. That's I mean, it's like every every maybe every like thirty forty years, it, there's always like a re- resurgence of that like um, being better people kind of like a enlightenment exactly yeah but like it's more of a like people do bad and then it takes a while for people for society as a whole to realize it so i feel like even in today's current world there's a lot more people willing to to be like hey we can be better than this i do oh yeah yeah. i I think that we all do our little parts just to help the bigger picture of of everybody you know being more in the love vibration so yeah you're definitely right more recently now we're kind of catching that wave again Cause it's important, you know, especially where, where we're going in the future. Like we really need that, you know. So it's just, you know, that's why I'm pushing it all the time. It's like, yo, you better show love now because when it matters most, it's like you're gonna wish you did. So. Yeah, you don't want to be the one regretting. Nah, exactly. I never want to regret. I, don't, I, don't, you know, I might go tomorrow, and I want to know if I go tomorrow, I, I did my best. And I, I feel like, you know, that's how it is. Like, you know. Is it something you think about a lot, like your legacy? My legacy, yes. I do think about legacy a lot. It's like something I'm like constantly watching like videos about, people talking about them. Um, there's an interview, and I forgot her name. <laughs> <laughs> I, my friend, she shared, she shared an IGTV interview of this woman um, talking about legacy and talking about sometimes your, uh, she, like sometimes your legacy, that like, I, like, like the value of it doesn't equate to equity or something like that. So it's really understanding like, how you really gonna plan out your future with your with your family and you know, like how you like you know you know procreate and you know carry on your legacy through children and that just really made me think about how people carry on their their agenda and their like their ultimate goal for the world and or for their family or for their lineage whatever it may be. So mine is kind of more global. You know, I don't got kids, but I have a family and I come from a bloodline and we all come from bloodlines. So I know at the end of the day, like who my tribe is. So I think about my tribe, think about people involved with it. So, yeah, no, like, yeah, legacy is a big thing. You know, I'm a part of a legacy. You know, I'm part of my father's legacy, my mother's legacy. So I, every day we, I live and I, you know, I share a piece of that. So I'm always thinking about that. You know, it's a big part of what I, you know, why I talk about what I talk about in my music, too. So, yeah. Let's talk about your music. Back to your music. Yeah, back to the music. So you have uh, two EPs out. Yeah, two EPs. Uh, you have Honda Express and Puzzle Piece. Yeah, can Puzzle you Piece. can we let's talk about Honda Express? Yeah, this thing is the the title. Yeah, Honda Express. Yeah. So um, it's five tracks. I made it in five days, in my Honda. I got a little Honda Accord, little stick shift, little ninety ninety nine. Oh, nice. Um, it's a uh, it's you know it's, it's cool. Like you know, I don't know if um if you've ever experienced this, but. Um, you know, growing up or how I grew up, um, I grew up living in cars a lot, you know, whether it was what, like my mom or like by myself when I like hit a certain age, like after my mom passed away. So, you know, I hit the street living in my car and, you know, that's how a lot of people I knew grew up and came up from living in their car, especially in the Bay Area. It's like, it's it's not uncommon at all, you know, and especially in California, you know, I see it in LA too. Um, so that experience of doing Honda Express was just like the Honda experience. That's what my homie, uh, Cleo 100, called it. <laughs> she, the Honda experience. So if you ever lived in your car, there's like a track for every mood you go through. And so I got the love track, got the hype track, 
you know, I got the, um, what are the tracks? I got a lot, like the, the sad tracks, um, the smoking weed track. He smoke a lot of weed sometimes. He's chilling in the car. <laughs> trying to pass time? Just passing time sometimes, you know. It's just like, fuck. Trying to figure out what, what chill out too. Because, you know, it's stressful living in your car. It's fucking stressful. Yeah. And you know, you're fucking, your back be hurting and shit. And be like, let me smoke this weed. Chill the fuck out. Then you get tired and knock out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's that's what I made. And I made it quick. It was like, you know, quick. I just, I wanted to drop something on New Year's Day. And I didn't really, you know, I produced everything, I recorded, mixed, mastered. My homie Nadis came through, and um, he uh, came through with the interface, and you know, he, you know, uh, with his laptop too, because we needed to charge two laptops. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it was in the car. But um, so yeah. this was all taking place in the car. Yeah, I got some of uh, the footage of us like behind the scenes of it on my IGTV. So um, it's like me, and I made a little fort with the with the like with the back seats with the blankets over it was so funny too because i was i was sick i, I was kind of getting sick before we started recording but as we were recording in the middle of the, of the ep i got sick <laughs> i was like getting a runny nose and i was like coughing. i was like oh man i'm getting sick while i'm recording man this is unfortunate <laughs> can but you it, hear any of it like can yeah you, you could totally voice? you could totally hear that I was sick especially <laughs> on the song um it's called a uh, twin flame Twin Flame, that's the one I got sick in the middle of it. I was just like, you get to hear it, it's like, if I did, it's like, it's all bad. <laughs> it's all bad. But it was good. It, it, was, it just showed the process. And there was no excuses. No excuses. That was the, that's the number one track. on the. That's the name of the first track on the EP. It's called No Excuses. Definitely, if you're recording out of your, out of your Honda. Yeah, you right. there's no excuse. And I mean, just a question. So would you say you're better now than you were then? I don't know how long ago this was. Um, kind of. I feel like I was better at certain things back then. Like I was like a probably way better guitar player. But musically, like you know, in my engineer place, like of like you know how I engineer, I'm better now because I work out of Ableton. A couple years ago, I wasn't that good. I couldn't do it as much as I could do on the on the instrument now. But um, but even like as a not not just musically, but as a as, as a songwriter. Just just a no, whole. As, a, as a whole, do you feel yeah, in no, a better, better yeah, place? Totally. I, I definitely can feel the growth. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm building little little areas of myself up and it's collectively bringing me up. So was it, were you on your own when you were living in the Honda? Um, or did, like... I can, I, I can never really say I'm on my own. I'm never alone. I was... I was so you had support of yeah, friends, family. Somebody. I'm going to find somebody. something. Or even if, too, like... Even if I'm by myself, like, I'm never alone. Like, I never can really truly feel alone because I always feel like the most high is always with me. There's always some, I'm living for a greater purpose, so there's there's a reason for me why I go through what I go through. It's like those times, you know, I try to be there for myself, you know, so it's not like alone, you know. We're in a world full of people, and we ain't really ever alone, you know. I could talk to a person on the, bl- on, the, on, the, on the bus stop or something, and then now I'm not alone anymore. I've done that plenty of times. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, like, you know, in times where I would feel alone, because there was times, I'm not going to lie, like, I did feel like I didn't have people there for me. But I knew that I had to just go through that. To, it's an emotion. It's natural. You go through that when you're in that p- position. You know, you feel like you don't have people there for you. But, you know, like, I, I could have people there for me if I had made different decisions in my life. Like, you know, if I wanted to go live in my grandma's house, I can go all the way back to San Jose and just go do that, you know. But I'll probably be living in my car over there, too. Cause my grandma probably kicked my my ass out. Cause she 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 does she doesn't really accept fully who I am. So like you know I can't be 
truly who I am around here for too long. It's just like, hey, look, <laughs> oh, I need okay. a break. I need yeah. a break. You need to get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> so I try my best, but, you know, ultimately it's like I seen my Honda as like my house, my, my room. It was like my sanctuary. Was, you know, I had to pay no rent. Like, fuck yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't see it as like a low point completely. I saw it as like a point of like grounding myself. You know, like low point is like, I don't know. I don't even think being, if you was out on the street having to sleep under the bridge, like, you know, as long as you've got your headspace right, you can't really ever feel too low. You know, I've seen people who live on the street. I met people who live on the street. You know, I grew up with people who lived on the street. You know, I lived on the street. And it's like you hit a certain point where it's just like you got to keep your headspace right. And when you get to that point, you could always build up from there. You know, and, it, and that that mentality carries with you every all the time. So it's like, do you ever really get up if it, if you carry that with you everywhere? So if you, so if you have the right attitude, you think you could always be, always strive to get yourself out from where from every situation you're. you're or not even just get yourself out. You just accept what is, because there's sometimes it's just like you know you, you can't always just just get out of something. Sometimes you gotta just sit there and go through it and grow through it really. That's were there times where you were a bit impatient? Yeah, oh hell yeah, I'm, I have a, I struggle. I probably struggle with impatience. <laughs> yeah, man, I get impatient. I was just very interested in just that the fact that you were even like you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna record this even if it's out of my car. I you know I don't care. Like I don't know. I'm just very um I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but I I've never heard anybody tell me that. I've never heard anybody be like, yeah, I recorded a whole EP in five days out of my car with a homie. Yeah. You know, so it's it's, it's really cool to see. And then that's why I was mainly curious about, like, if if there was, if the, what, mm, let me phrase this right. Would, would you change anything? No. 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 Because, like I said, like, things happen, you know. Things happen for a reason. We can make the reason, but things just happen in life. Things just line up sometimes the way they do. And I took from it what I needed to take from it, and it made me who I am. So if I said no to that, would I still be who I am? Just like, you know, um, we were telling him about, you know, you can't hate yourself for having certain things. When you just have certain things, whether it's, like, internally or externally, you got to just embrace it. You know, there's just some, some things you can't change. And so when you accept that, it makes you a better person. So me learning having to just accept things for what it is, it's made me having to, to like, be more patient and understanding for other people. So I feel like I'm easier to talk to. I'm, you know, I, a lot of people say I make, I make them feel comfortable. And that means a lot to me, to know that I make people feel comfortable because, you know, like, you get rest when you're comfortable. You get to sit back and, you know, just chill out, not always have to be on your edge of your seat. You know, that's stressful. So just being able to relax. I want people to be more relaxed in the world. That's how you find more, like, you know, love, self-love or love for others. It's just in that that vibe, you know. Like to, I like to, to have that vibe around me. I like to live in that vibe. And you, you definitely do give off the vibe. Because even yesterday when we went to go, you know, say hi to you, you were you were very welcoming right away. Appreciate that. So it was really, yeah, it was really, really nice to be able to to be like okay you know um I don't know cuz yeah you're you're right sometimes you talk to people and you feel like they don't even want to talk to you but yeah. they don't know you so it's yeah. like where are you getting the kind of like the assumption I don't know like or even just their tension it's like yeah. why is it there 
exactly. it's, it's all it, it comes back to it's anxiety you could we we are you know we're energy beings you know if you're feeling anxious as an energy being i'm gonna pick up on that it's a frequency and we all pick up off that like intuitively so it makes it uncomfortable it puts tension in there like it really can change the dynamic in the room you know i i know that from like not being the way i am now when i was younger i used to be a lot more high strung and it would make rooms uncomfortable. I could walk in the room and just completely piss everybody off. <laughs> and I, I still have that. Like, if I don't have my my mind right, I could walk in the room and just, you know, like be the enemy because I didn't, I wasn't right with my energy, you know. So did it take a long time for you to, to to be able to? Yeah. 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 It took a lot of experience too. A lot, and I could definitely say that I was lucky enough to establish a relationship with my father and then I got to learn from his experience because you know he had similar experiences learning from him put a lot and instilled a lot into the way I am now and how I cope with that you know so yeah okay <laughs> and then you have another EP puzzle piece. called puzzle piece yeah. yeah what was the experience recording that one um it was a a six-month process um it was between me and my homie, the Keviano. Shout out to the Keviano. He's from East San Jose, too, so it was an East Side San Jose collaboration. Um, he's a producer, musician. He's actually more of a drummer than anything, um, but he's a badass producer, badass musician. He plays instruments just like me. Like, we're very much alike. You know, like, you know, how you're hearing my story, his story is very similar, but the difference was um, um, he's like first generation Portuguese. So he comes from a, a Portuguese community. So he grew up in like, growing up in his community in East San Jose, um, they have like uh, like bands and they're like, they stick really together. And like, it's like, it's just really strong. It's a very like, really like strong community. So he grew up like doing a lot for his community, like doing a lot, like playing in people's for people's parties and, you know, being put to use, you know, whether, I don't know if he's working for somebody, you know, it's just, that's how he grew up. And um, he had a lot of friends who were in my hood. So I'm one of his brother's best friend brother um he he, was, he knew my dad and, you know we all grew up in the same hood so um it was really cool to, for all of us to collaborate and bring our energies of what we grew up with into this music and um, we just be, basically spent six months in um in a room in a studio I had I had my studio next to his studio and um we just went in we went in every day we, we would do like 12 hour sessions sometimes and I would be just me singing and get, getting my vocal takes. That's when I realized how much of a work ethic I have and how, like, I don't get tired. Like, when I, when I want to get something done, I get something done. And I, if I want to hear it a certain way, I hear it a certain way. Um, we recorded, actually, that project in 2016. And we didn't, I didn't just put it, I barely put it out, just 2019. So I had been sitting on it because I was on a hunt for a, a, ma a, a mastering engineer because um, me and him, we did so much mixing on it, or not a mastering engineer, a mixing engineer, because we needed some of the levels to be, to kind of get in there, but the channels were like 100 channels plus, like we're doing live and digital sound design, original sound design and instrumentation, it's, so it's like, there's so many channels, I wanted a professional to come in and really like bring it to that next level, and I took like a whole year and a half, maybe more, went through some tricky situations, I lost money, Got, you know, I got I lost money. I mean, I got money taken from me. <laughs> I was like, people didn't do the job. They couldn't get it done. It was just too hard. So I ended up just being like, you know what? I had a deadline to release it by 2019 before 2020. 
I don't find nobody to mix and master it, I'm gonna just leave it the original way and then get on with my life and push it as is. Is that what you ended up doing? Ended up doing that, exactly. So it's just basically, it's the original mix that um, Kev did. Um, it's it's actually not like not his best mix of it. He you know that was just his his quick mix of it um, because we got so tired. <laughs> we were like after a while, and then I ended up moving to New Orleans um, after that six months because I was in San Jose for like seven eight months, and then um, I couldn't take it. It was just really hard for me to stay out there under the circumstances I was in. I needed a break. I needed to go do something else. So I just moved back to New Orleans, and um, yeah, that's what I ended up doing. So. So, uh, Puzzle Piece was recorded prior to Honda Express? Oh, yeah, way prior, way prior. Oh, okay. So, that's why it's like Puzzle Piece is like my debut. Because really, that's that's my that one that really, that really reflects me. And what was your experience living in New Orleans? Man, it was, it was really, really, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot of beautiful experiences. That's all I can say. Highs and lows. Um, I've seen the most crazy type of parties and fun and I've had the most like heartfelt and strongest connections that I made in New Orleans. Um, I've made deeper connections with people that I grew up with out there. Like I've, I've had relationships break me down. I had stuff put me in the mud, you know, I, I was, I ended up sleeping outside out there. That's when I, um, uh, you know, I went from sleeping in my car to sleeping outside, but temp- temperature and climate is different out there, so it's not as bad. But um, also, you know, I experienced um the city in a very like local way, but not too local because I don't have family from out there, like blood family. So so um, you moved in out there with like friends? Um yeah, I moved out there with my band because we were I I I used to be in a punk band as a drummer, and we did like a cross country tour. New Orleans was our last stop. And then we dismem- we dismembered after that. And um You just kinda stuck around there? Yeah. I stuck around for like a month or two, but I always kept going back because I had built um very strong relationships and I always felt like I got a lot of um a lot of culture, first off. I got a lot I learned a lot about who I am and roots and just who we are as individuals and human beings, really. I learned a lot of, uh, in New Orleans. But um I've always kinda understood a lot of those things so if anything it it kind of narrowed down like like certain subjects that I really get into like music history um and then just learning like like just learning how to be an adult you know I was able to afford to to stay somewhere you know so even though I was on the street for a little bit it wasn't that long you know I was easily able to get into an apartment you know I was easily able to find community out there the community out there in New Orleans is so much different than community that I found in, in my own city. Um, people like you know, like people that are from there are very like welcoming. It's so like Southern hospitality is a thing, and it, it's all based off energy. You got a good vibe, you got a en- good energy. You're a good person. People feel that, and people like want to see you do good. You know, you have your occasional people who want to bring you down, but you know, that's everywhere. That's everywhere. Sadly. <laughs> Sadly, yeah, yeah. Just you just uh you strike me as a person who I don't know if I'm going to use the right word, but maybe uh would you say you're a bit f- you're fearless? No, I have a lot of fears, but my fears just they're really big, you know. But the way you explained it, the spirituality, I feel like your fears are very different from society's fears. Oh yeah. Yeah, like my fears are different. Yeah, I, I'm fearless when it comes to certain things. Like, like you said, yeah, 
But um, I still have things that I struggle with. I still have fears. I still do. Um, but they've grown. I've, I face fears, too. I'm a, I'm a person who faces my fears. You know, You've uh, never been one to kind of push it away or... I mean, at times I do, but I, I, I don't like to do that. I, I get on my own ass about it. You'd rather just get it over with. Yeah, just face it head on. Because anytime I've done that, where I've kind of hesitated, my fear gets bigger, and then I have to face the monster, and it's bigger. So I'm just like, I might as well get it now before it grows. And then I'm not, if I don't grow with it, I'm not, I might not be able to conquer it, or I might really kick my ass. Is this kind of from uh, maybe a prior experience where the... Many prior experiences. Oh, many. Where the past com- comes to <laughs> haunt you back. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I've had, I've had that happen to me. I mean, I probably have that happen to me again. I won't know it because I'm not at that level in my own potential yet. You know, I haven't grown. I don't know how much I have to grow. I know I got a lot to grow still. You and know? I mean, it's it's pretty difficult to be aware of every Everything. single... Yeah. <laughs> It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, you lose yeah. your damn mind. Yeah, exactly. I've had days where, same, it's been like every, all day you're thinking and thinking, and then all of a sudden you're like, what did I even do today? Yeah, just in your head yeah. all day. Nah. And you just kind of don't even, you're kind of like a, on the outside, you're just kind of like a, uh, mechanically or like a robot, just kind of yeah. like doing things. Just getting and by. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when you're like, wait, what did I do today? It's more of a. Yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm like that, totally like that. But hey, it's cool because this is who we are sometimes. You know, I go through those days, I have my moments, but I try my best to be, you know, just like I said, be a better man. Drifting in the sky, held down by a thread. Unintimidating limits make excuses in your head. The path you take has already been walked upon. It's a touchy subject that outside perspectives talking on. Disbelief, if you stray, you'll miss the grief. The darkness has possession, so righty is brief. If you keep it up, just enough sun could buy your release. Knows what's up, but the fun comes. To close it up, we will talk about your video. You have a video out for your song, Dysfunctional. Yeah, a video, yeah. Yes. And you mentioned that it was shot in your neighborhood. Yeah, it was shot in, um, a lot of it was shot in my neighborhood, and some parts were just shot in places where I, like, kicked it at, you know, passed through, where my homies kick it at a lot. And it's just significant, you know, little, little, um, what is it called? Like, um, They're just little spots. They're, like, spots, like, that are, like, strike a lot of memories for a lot of people in my community. So, um yeah, yeah, that's that's what I, I try to get on camera is a lot of that, a lot of that East San Jose culture. In the video, is it your grandma in the first? Show? Yeah, that's my oh, yeah, okay. my grandma Socorro. Oh, okay, yeah, because I, I it's, <laughs> it's really cool because how did you yeah. get her to be part of it? Where you're just like, hey, grandma, I'm shooting a video. Can do you want to be part of it? Nah, I, I mean, I I, I had to ask her like last minute, yeah, because if I would have asked her ahead of time, she would have said no. Because she don't want nobody over her house. Especially men. She don't like random men in the house. Because my homie, he's a videographer. So um, she's just like, she's very old school. So um, she's just like, uh, I'm like, hey, I'm going to videotape. I told her in Spanish. I was like, yeah, I'm going to bring my friend in. He's going to video record me. And just in the house. Like, we're not going to do nothing crazy. I'm just going to walk in here. And he's just going to get me walking. And And she's just like, okay. Like, should I get ready? And I was like, no, grandma, just chill. Like, wait, what are you doing? She's like, she's like, I'm just cooking. Like, should I, should I, and I got to clean the house. And I was like, hey, grandma, just, he's going to come in. He's going to leave. It's going to be good. Um, and then she started crying because she was like, she started seeing that he was taking videos. Cause he was just testing his camera in the house with the lighting. 
taking videos of her with the food. We ended up using that stuff, you know? And um, she started crying because she's just like, oh, you're going to have videos of me when I'm gone. This is going to be a memories. Because she doesn't let nobody videotape her like, like that. So it's like really, because she's like 90 years old. She's 90 years old. And she's like originally from like a village in Mexico. She's not like from a city. So she's like village mentality. Plus she's 90. She's like technology and all that stuff. It's just like, she's still got a satellite TV. Like we don't got cable in my house like that. She's <laughs> <laughs> very in her own ways. Very in her own ways, yeah. But wait, why wouldn't she, why wouldn't she want you to keep those memories? No, she was crying because she was just like, it hit her that like. Oh, that they're going to be memories someday. Yeah, that's why she was crying because she was just like, oh man, like. I didn't realize, like, you don't really have memories of me. And then she's just like, oh, my God. And I'm like, it's okay, Grandma. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Let's let her have a moment. Let me give her a hug and a kiss and have a moment to her. So I didn't think she was going to get worked up. My bad, Grandma. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> she was cooking from She's like, I was just trying to cook today. <laughs> yeah, man. Now she's crying over the, over the freaking caldo and stuff. Like, damn. It's extra salty. Yeah, that's a, that's a seasoning. That's <laughs> a seasoning. Tears of Grandma. <laughs> just kidding. and then uh in the video you have a shot of your uh at one part you're like on the bus yeah yeah the bus oh that was really really cool yeah it looked it looked really cool i think it was worth it he had to hide because you're not allowed to shoot in those bus stops you're not allowed to have video cameras in the buses so he had to like put it in his jacket and then go sit down like he was just a random person just sitting and then he put it in the hole between the hole because you know there's like a little gap on the, like I don't in, in the ones in San Jose, we have our seats and then they, we have like holders on top of the seats and in between this the top of the seats. Oh yeah, yeah, like, like a, a little, little handle. Thing. Yeah, it's a handle. So he had to put the lens in between the handle and kind of really angle it out. That's the Leku right there. The Leku. He's with um, uh, what is his? Uh, the I think it's, I don't, I, have, I have his Instagram. Um, uh, what's his Instagram? It's I know his Instagram that he has for his personal one is. T- is the Leku? That's his name. Um, I'm trying to remember his video, his videography Instagram. But yeah, I got him in my credits. If you go to my Instagram, you'll see him. I, always, I tag him in all my shit. I just realized we haven't mentioned your Instagram. So if you want to go ahead and plug oh yeah, yourself. yeah yeah yeah, it's at M A H double L E H. That's how you spell my name, Male. And um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud. All of it's just my name, Male. Yeah, it's all the same. And that's a nickname, right? Yes, yeah, can you give me a little bit of a background on where so, it came from? Um, uh, my sister gave it to me when I was like two years old. Um, my sister's like twelve or something when I was born, and um, like, uh, not twelve. Yeah, she's about that age. So, um, when I hit my toddlers, I was like really bad. I was like super bad, and everybody used to just call me Malita, and my sister's name is Adelita. So she was just like, nah, you can't call her Malita. Like, that's too close to Adelita. And, like, my sister always was kind of like, you know, like, she used to be the baby. Now that this is the baby. So she's like, no, she you can't be. You took her spot. <laughs> yeah, I took her spot. So she was kind of fucking little sourpuss about me and shit. I love her. She, we love each other so much. <laughs> and so um, she uh, she's like, you can't, she can't have nothing close to my name. She's not Malita. She's Male. <laughs> and oh, okay. She, and she's like, because she didn't want people calling me Mala. Because she's like, now you're going to set her up to be a, just bad. You know, like to call her Malay is cute. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely different it's than different Mala. Than Mala. Yeah, if I grew up and was like, yeah, my name is Mala, and I'm telling everybody I'm bad all the time, she's like, nah, she, we don't want her to be bad. We got too many bad maybe, seeds in the family. Maybe she'll want to own up to it, and yeah. then you're it, out there. Yeah, nah, she didn't want that. I, I appreciate that. She set me up. You know, she set me up right. Call me Male. That's what she called me. So all your life? All my life, yeah. That's what called me Male. My sister, mainly, and my cousin, Thila. They both call me Male. And then, you know, like... um, Everybody else, we know, they just call me my my regular name, but they don't ever call me like like the the men in my family wouldn't call me by that too much. Oh, but okay. I didn't really grow up with, with them around the men too much. I never really seen them often, so yeah, it was mainly my my cousin, my sister. I saw them a lot and stuff. And then one last thing I did want to bring up from your video, uh, at the la there's a last shot where uh people are holding holding uh candles. Mm-hmm. What was the idea behind that shot? So originally I had an idea that um, the candles were a significance of um, basically me finding um, my community and um, every uh, a supportive community, a strong community. And so there was exercise during the video shoot that I originally wanted everybody to participate in. We didn't have enough time to participate in it, for everybody to participate, but the idea and goal was for everybody to write um, a word on the front of the candles that represented um, like a description of what made them get through their life to the point where they are where they're here today to commute and, and to like be like have community today with everybody in this in this like in this picture. So um, I only had like three people really participate uh, in that, and because um, it wasn't enough time, it was like really last minute. So it was my um, my friend Angelo, um, and then. Um, Oh my God! I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. I'll stop my head. Um, oh my homie, my homie, he's a DJ. Um, he was in there. He did a cameo in there. I had a lot of cameos in there. Um, and then my my uh, my sis Cena. Um, I grew up with her. After my mom passed away, her family took me in. So she's like, you know, like adoptive sister. So um, she was in there, and um, she had wrote, you know, unapologetically black. Oh yeah, um, I did too. My friend, my I wrote I wrote light for my friend because it's like he he's a light. His light gets him through everything. Um, and then um, love was the other one. My my homie Angela is a lover. It's just all love. So um, yeah, like that was the that's why I wrote it like that. But I ended up I ended up choosing the words and I uh, applied it to the people who I felt fit the description. Um, the the other one that my sister was holding that she wrote that one because she was like, nah, that's what get me through life. And honestly, that's what get me through life as well like understanding that that history and culture of where I come from as well so that's why it connected with me as well because like I say I'm mixed my family I have you know my my dad he's like black Mexican my mom she's got aboriginal descent from you know this part of the the Americas so like we all have that you know Mexicans have that you know this it's a it's a thing that I know a lot of Mexicans don't understand is that we have black roots you know, we stem from black roots. So I, I, I definitely, like, when she wanted to put that on her candle, she's like, can I put this? I was like, of course, because the whole video is about me starting from my house, running away from home, and finding all these things in the street to keep me busy and away from my dysfunctional home and lifestyle, and then eventually finding myself in, you know, my adventures. And, fi- and like, you know, it's not really like finding it in other people but finding it not finding it alone I found it with people that's how I found a lot of myself finding it through other people in my community 
you know so i think it adds a very it adds a very strong uh value to yeah. to your music the the fact that the video does it confirms the the culture the influence the culture has you know yeah. and how you're saying that you know you just got you got to own it you got to yeah. be proud you got to wear it you do you it's really it. really really it's really cool honestly appreciate that and then uh what's next for you um so i actually i'm about to do a video drop collaboration with um CAC and Divine Intervention out of LA. Uh, we just did a video, the video like recorded for the video um, yesterday. So before I came up, no, no, Friday. So it's gonna be releasing soon. Um, the song's called Forever. You can find it on my SoundCloud and my collaborations playlist. Um, so I'm putting that out next. I'm coming out with another EP actually. Um, 2020. I'm just gonna be trying to drop as many projects as I can. It's gonna be another collaboration between me and the Keviano. Um, I'm gonna do some videos. I recently did a single with Boca Negra out of San Jose, also out of East San Jose. It's the homie right there. We did a, a track called Like Whoa, released last year in like November or December, something like that. And um, it's uh, called Like Whoa, which is also on my SoundCloud. We're gonna do a video for that. And then um, I think I'm gonna do another video soon for my track called Alien Mobbing. Um, I'm, I'm, I've been looking for a videographer to really help with that because I got a I got a vision for it, and um, it's with me and Cleo 100 out of South Central LA. She's she's from out there. It's my homie, and um, yeah, she's on my 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 track Alien Marvin is off my Honda Express EP. So that's gonna be the next video I drop probably too, and um, just uh, shows. I'm trying to get more shows. I'm trying to do like a little tour. Definitely want to go um, hit up back in the south. Go hit up New Orleans. Maybe do a little southern tour. Texas, Atlanta, other spots. You know, hit up Alabama. Maybe I don't know. I'm gonna figure it out. I just want to. I want to definitely expand myself. I want to do more collaborations. Uh, to this year, I just want to really do a lot of different things. You know, like just as much as I can. You know, I never really collaborated in my past because I wanted to release my project first, my debut project, before I really like you know, start collaborating with people and putting on my on my tracks or getting on other people's tracks. But um now that it's out, you know, you know, stopping me. So let's go. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. All right. Well we appreciate you coming. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on here, man. Thank you. And if you wanna shout out your social media one last time. My lay is M A H double L E H. Awesome. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Man, All right guys, you can find us on uh, iTunes at the Modest Artist Podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts and then on Spotify. Feel free to give us a review. You guys can uh, DM us on our Instagram at the Modest Artist Podcast. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions, anything you want to comment, or email us at the Modest Artist Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs>